0: Hello and welcome to the conjecturing, a horrorish podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host Rob. How's everybody
1: doing? <laughs> so good. Greg's good, already. But... Greg's already yeah. laughing. What are you? What are you laughing at, Greg? What
2: are you laughing at?
1: I was flipping my book like a million times, and I thought I was causing noise because I know that the mic is really sensitive. You guys didn't hear that? Oh no, oh, you, I you did. You, yeah,
0: you, uh, yeah, you did it. Yeah, uh, thank you, Greg. I Appreciate oh. it. <laughs> I already like. I'm already like five seconds in, and I already got to edit. Thank you. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> oh uh, no! Let's, uh, let, let's get to what we're drinking because Laura has been patiently waiting for about 15 minutes now. She's super thirsty. Uh, she, wants to start, <laughs> nice. she wants to drink her drink. Uh, so let's get the drop going here.
1: What's in the ghost?
0: All right, Laura, you can go first here. So, what do you what are you drinking, Laura? What are you drinking for this episode? All
2: right. I am drinking a margarita, which I have called the ocean water breeze margarita because it's blue. But what is most exciting about this is the glass I'm drinking from, which is in the shape of a triangle.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. How do you have everything that pertains to the... That is insane.
2: Isn't that crazy? Have you ever seen a glass that's in the shape of a triangle?
1: Negative. I have not.
2: Yeah. And I love the color. It just reminds me of like, you know, clear ocean water. Yeah, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we're also we're also uh, somewhat dressed up again. We all got something kind of going on. Laura, to match her drink, she's wearing a what do you want to call it? A nautical nautical hat. What do you call it, Laura?
2: Like a yacht, a, a captain of a yacht hat. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Captain of a yacht hat. There you go. That's, that's, I'm pretty sure you can look that up in the dictionary. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, and she has her aviator glasses on. Uh, so mm-hmm. she looks very, uh, like she's going to be p- piloting some type of vessel. You know? I look
2: like a pilot, right? I yeah. don't look nautical. I, it's the headphones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's okay. She'll be
2: directing traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe. I think the captains of ships do look kind of like pilots because they're piloting a boat, right? Yeah. Haven't you ever seen Below Deck? They all yes. kind of have that black and white attire. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're okay, Laurie. Okay. Either way, you're maybe you're flying over us as we're, you know, in, in this triangle of a movie. You're flying over us. You know, you see us. What's mm. going on?
2: I probably don't see you, actually.
0: Oh, that's true. You won't see all the bodies piling up. That's true. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and what's uh, what are you sporting, Greg? What do you got going on, drinking-wise and uh, attire-wise? Uh,
1: we went to Taco Bell and got these freezes one's like a strawberry freeze and the other one is like a pina colada we mix those two together and then i Mm. added some um just a heroic volume of vodka to it and some lemon yes it's actually quite good so here it is nice yum the long pour yeah
0: shout out to taco bell i think if we ever did get sponsored by taco bell i think me and greg would immediately be like you need to bring back double decker tacos you need to bring back mexico yes And, and then we'll talk
2: yeah you know what and we're already we're already instagram friends with del taco so eh.
1: That's true. Oh, the guy told me today also they got rid of green sauce permanently Jesus so Christ. again it's like wow. until you come back as a city of green sauce no yeah. words this Dang.
2: is like a whole nother podcast topic right here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know our, uh, what we eat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. uh What about what about?
1: Uh, oh, I
2: just mean our our <laughs> feelings towards Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah,
1: plus, you're right, Laura. Our heart belongs to Del Taco after that second or third episode. You yeah.
0: Have to be mm-hmm. that's loyal, you know. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a crack in that bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Greg. What about your What about your hairdo? You got going on there, Greg? gonna talk about your hairdo.
1: <laughs> I'm sporting a giant triangle. I've taken my quarantine, you know, Tarzan hair, whatever it, it amounts to. This bird's nest up there. And I've turned it into a giant triangle.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be taking another picture again. Uh, put it, Laura can put it up on Instagram and everything. Um, so for me, I'm drinking a. I got my cup here. I haven't poured it in yet, though. I got some. I got some salt on the rim here. Ooh
2: got some salt on
0: the rim um this is originally it's called a salty dog
2: Mm -hmm. and it's it's
0: it's gin grapefruit juice it's just pretty much gin and grapefruit juice but then you salt the rim and then i'm retitling it though a salty seagull Uh, (laughs) so i'm calling it a no what a seagull a seagull is is worse tasting than a dog why was dog okay laura but seagull oh that's
2: a good point i don't know I think it's because I've heard of a salty dog before, so that doesn't—I know what that means.
0: Well, either way, I'm going to drink this fucking thing, so it doesn't really (laughs) matter. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So, oh, and then I'm not like wearing anything, and I don't have a haircut or a hat, but I did bring my my hammer. I got my hammer right now. (laughs) 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 So, uh, I'm not—I'm not sure who I am in the loop, but uh, I got the hammer, so I don't know what that means for who's next and who's before me. So, damn. So, cheers, you guys. cheers Cheers. all right Mm, oh this is this is definitely better than last week's uh fire sky syrup drink oh my gosh so definitely a lot better than that all right so let's uh let's get moving here a bit Uh, let's get to any updates we want to talk about um we don't really have a lot to talk about as far as listener comments questions anything like that i get any emails Uh, you know, number one fan, Lindsay didn't send anything to us right now. I think she did actually put a review up on, on iTunes though, because I did notice a review on iTunes for us, which was a five-star review, uh, and it was very similar to her email. So if that's her, thank you again for rating us as five stars, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the only other update we want to talk about was something that happened to us a bit about memes, And so the story goes that we're going to go with is is Graves, you know, Graves, who comes out of his coffin. He somehow got a hold of a 2002 sidekick phone (laughs) and he he has Internet access now and he has taken liberties with the memes. So Graves (laughs) is going to start creating memes and putting them out on Twitter, Instagram, wherever he wants to right now. I mean, he's very lonely in the coffin. He got nothing else to do. Um, you know, he's been in quarantine. He's been in quarantine for thousands of years. So he's, it's all normal yeah. to him. Um, so if anybody, if you're not following us on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Pod. And if you want to see some of these memes that Graves is going to come up with, uh, the hashtag is going to be hashtag games, Gemes, G E M E S, Gemes. There's no R. I'm not putting the R in there. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll ask Graves. You know, if we pull him into this episode a little bit later, what's he up to? You know, how's his sidekick doing? How's his phone doing? Um, <laughs> See if he wants to upgrade, but he's probably not. He's an old school. I think he's an old school guy, you know?
2: I wanna know how he got this sidekick. Who gave it to him?
0: Or was it there all along? The triangle of Psychic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so so if, like I said, if anybody wants to check those out, at Conjecturing Pod, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you can see those memes, hashtag games, so you can check them out there. Um, so do you guys have any follow-up from last week's show,
1: Fire in the Sky? You guys got anything from last week? No. I don't have an update from that, but um, I don't know if you saw the recent view count page, but... Our midsummer was the the most viewed yes oh, really of all mm. of them yeah we got mm. the most additional views on that so for some reason something about that movie which understandably so resonated with people that they wanted to you know listen and get some different perspectives perhaps mm-hmm. so mm. um, awesome
0: yeah that was pretty cool to to see were you able to see where all they all came from was it all from sweden
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my <laughs> god i wish i could see that that would mm. be really cool yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's get to the actual like um not movie reveal a bit, but the movie we're going to be talking about this week. We've already been talking about nautical themes. We've been talking about I Have a Hammer, uh, Triangles and Greg's hair. So the movie we are doing is 2009's Triangle. And this is a British-Australian movie, uh, which is why I think nobody heard of it. Yeah. Um, so, Greg, one, why did you choose it?
1: And two, where the hell did you hear about this movie from? <laughs> Um, I had an infatuation with the Bermuda Triangle, as I did with many other uh, sort of supernatural mysteries of the world when I was a lot younger. So um, after we'd watched uh, Fire in the Sky, for whatever reason, it made me think of other movies that had supernatural elements where people just disappeared. or There was just an unexplained uh, story behind it. And the first thing I thought of was, was this movie that I hadn't you know, seen yet. Um, and then, yeah, it just popped up and I thought, let's give it a go. But where did, where did you hear about this movie though? Were you re- just researching like, m- like
0: mystical movies?
1: No, I'd heard about it a long time ago. And I just remember wanting to watch it, hmm. uh, but I never got to, cause I, I don't know. I guess I didn't have access to it I, for whatever reason you hear about movies that are made overseas and somehow it gets to you. Somehow it doesn't. I don't know if they had, what year was it made in? 2009. 2009 honestly i don't remember if i had netflix or or uh you know amazon but um i remember hearing about it somehow and, and just mm-hmm. i recalled it not too long ago so did you did you have a sidekick i did i used to have one mm-hmm. they were so cool oh, they need man. to bring those back mm-hmm. you know they're bringing back the razor they are they're bringing back know? the razor
0: oh my god i remember that one too mm-hmm. well maybe that'll be maybe that'll be graves upgrade he'll upgrade to a razor next yeah <laughs> Uh, so let's, uh, so yeah, so before we get to the, you know, uh, into more of the movie here, a bit, it's time for our, our horror-ish segment of the week. This week I have, uh, I play a game. All right. So this one, I have a game for these two. This week I have, we're back on games. I think we had two weeks of questions, uh, good answers, uh, but we're going back to a game this week and this game is all sprung from my mind because of Greg's reaction when he heard uh, Liam Hemsworth's name was going to be in this movie last week. Oh, Uh, no. You guys don't remember, at the end of the episode, um, when he revealed the movie, he clearly didn't know who the actors in it were, so Laura said Liam Hemsworth and Craig... uh, Craig? Greg... (laughs) (laughs) what happened there you know great i'm I'm doing like multiple things that
2: means i've only screwed up a name one time Mm -hmm. and i was a rookie when i did it it was literally the first episode you've now done it twice you called me mora moira (laughs) that one episode Mm -hmm. which you cut you jackass you cut it
0: yeah and and guess what's (laughs) gonna happen this time i'm gonna cut it (laughs) i
2: know you're gonna cut
0: it So uh <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. So wow. uh so Greg Greg had an audible uh I don't know what you want to call it like a, like a like a yum noise. He was kind of like mm when he heard Liam Hemsworth. Uh so No,
2: he didn't.
0: Oh no, he did. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am I might am I might I add it in post. <laughs> yes. But uh so the game I came up with this week is called Name That Hemsworth. So, we're going, like I said, we're going back to kind of an old school games we've been playing uh, from the beginning. This seems very similar to our first couple of, first couple games we played. Um, so for this game, like I said, I'm going to be pretty much giving it's almost going to be like password where I'm going to give you uh, words that are either associated with the person and the movie that they're in. And you have to Ooh. use your buzzers and ring in and then you have to guess, of course, which Hemsworth I am describing and mm-hmm. which movie I am describing that they're in. And you mm. get one point for each. Um, okay. So, and then of course, like I said. Wait. The, uh-huh. Stealing rules. Are there steals? There's steal. yeah. If you don't, if you, definitely okay. if you don't get the answer correct, then the other person can steal. Uh, the caveat with this one, of course, is if I say one word and you buzz in, then I'm not going to keep giving you more words. You know? so Because I have multiple words I can keep giving you, like password. So the longer, the mm. more, the longer you guys wait to buzz in, of course, you're going to hear more words that describe what I'm talking about sweet you know um like i said so by the way there are only two right well that's actually the first question okay so greg for one point
1: can you name all the hemsworths yes name all of them and i only get one point yes Mm -hmm. oh my god okay so when i just are you on google you
2: your glasses make it look (laughs) like you're on google
1: <laughs> no, oh, I do have Google on, but it's in the background. Okay, I'm not doing it. Okay, good. Yeah, good. okay. Uh-huh. all right, Greg. Okay, so obviously we we've got Thor, right? Okay, what, what's his name though? Not what's, Thor. His, what's his, name? his name? That's Jesus that, Christ. That's Chris. That's Chris
0: Hemsworth. Okay, uh-huh. Chris. Okay, all right. What are the What are the other Hemsworth's names? Then we've got Liam
1: because he's in this movie. Okay, yep. all right. Um, oh my God, this is like one of those families that has like. <laughs> like five people i think their dad is even in in some movies can i uh,
0: can i give him a hint laura and tell him how many more are left no no okay all right all right okay greg okay
1: okay there's another i think there's a, like one or two other ones that are younger uh oh there's that guy from um uh westworld mm-hmm. isn't he hemsworth
0: possibly what's his name right now? you gotta know his name
1: uh, god, it's like on every time the the opening starts. Um, That's where
0: the credits would be.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, it's um, I know him. It's um, <laughs> is it Luke Hemsworth?
0: Correct. Wow, Ooh, Luke Hemsworth. Wow, good job, Greg. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think you we were gonna get it. So, it's just Chris, Liam, and Luke. So, those, those are the three Hemsworth we're talking about for this game. Okay, so you guys all, you guys have your buzzers ready? Yes, yep. Okay, you guys each want to give your buzzer sound so everybody knows what they sound like. So, let's go, Greg, first. What's your buzzer sound? definitely like a like like nautical like like a ship going down okay and laura and laura what's your buzzer
2: i'm going with this one ahoy there matey
0: good good okay so we got greg with a very nautical theme uh buzzer and we got laura very piratey on the waters you know uh not really matching her hat but it's okay you know it's okay all right you Uh, know
2: i don't have a lot of options so (laughs) if you you want me to make my own (laughs)
0: no it's okay it's okay all right so are you guys ready to play yeah all right so let's play let's play name that hemsworth all right so you guys get your buzzers ready okay so the first one is going to be definitely the easiest of them all okay so are you guys ready Mm -hmm. for the first word (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Laura is so excited by the Hemsworth brothers that she is just clicking all the buttons everywhere right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You guys ready for the first word? First password word. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. First word. Okay. Dyed eyebrows. Dyed eyebrows. Okay. Oh, Greg's already going in. Okay, Greg. What do you what uh what what Hemsworth and what movie? Luke Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> no. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right, uh, Laura, do you want me to keep going? Are you going to try to steal from me? Yeah, there? keep
2: going, please. All right,
0: Greg, you can't You can't buzz in. Now you're already out now, okay? All right, so for, okay, for this first word was dyed eyebrows, okay? Second word, haircut. Nothing, Laura? No? Okay, third word, myth. Myth? Myth. Fourth word, hammer. Oh, okay. are my <laughs> You didn't need to buzz in, but it's okay, Laura. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, uh, that's
2: Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. from Thor.
0: There you go. Okay, so Laura gets two points. Two points for Laura. So, do you guys kind of get. Why
2: did you say haircut?
0: Because that's he got... confusing. He got a haircut in Ragnarok. Oh, my God. Come on, Laura. Okay. You got to dig deep. Come on. It's a movie review right. podcast. You got to know movies. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, you guys get the theme here words associated with the character in the movie. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Ready for the next Hemsworth? Okay. All right, uh, meteor. So like a space meteor, meteor. That- okay. Uh, next word, space. Oh. Okay, ah. Greg is uh, buzzed in. Okay, Greg, what do you think, Greg? Chris Hemsworth. Uh, wrong. Not Chris Hemsworth. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Okay, Laura. So you got meteor. You got space. Next word. You got visit. Then no, nothing. Then you got alien.
2: Oh. oh.
0: Yes, Laura. Uh huh.
2: Is it Liam?
0: Wrong. No, not Liam either. Oh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is Luke Hemsworth, and the movie is 2018's Encounter. It's an alien mm-hmm. movie. Cool. Yeah, we might have to check it out. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Next one. Next one here. Okay. All right. You guys okay. ready for the next Hemsworth? Okay.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: First word is remote. Remote. Okay. Nothing. Next word, trees. Ah! Greg, Greg buzzed in, Greg. Okay, what do you got? Chris Hemsworth. Okay, Chris Hemsworth, correct. Okay, can you name the movie? That would be Cabin in the Woods. Correct, Cabin in the Woods. Correct, correct.
2: Remote.
0: Yeah, remote. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I thought you meant like a remote control.
0: No, remote location, Laura. Mm-hmm.
2: Got it, got mm-hmm. it, got it. Yeah. Got
1: yeah, it. it. I it's thought right. location immediately, uh-huh.
2: yeah. Oh, man, I thought he meant remote control. I was like, was well, someone in Click? I didn't know.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got it there. The, the next word was gonna be sex. So maybe you would have yes. got it there. So maybe you would have got it there, Laura. Okay. All right, uh all right, on to the next hemsworth. Right now the score is three to two, Greg. Three to two, Greg. All right, next hemsworth, okay? All right, okay. first word snow. Hmm. can't word seven. Nothing? Seven. Seven. Third word, fairy. What? Oh my god. Fourth word, grumpy.
1: Oh, 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 oh,
0: <laughs> Okay, Greg. Uh-huh. This is um Chris hemsworth Correct, Chris
1: Hemsworth, okay. And do you know the movie? hansel and Gretel or something. Like where there's a, a brother in this in No. 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 Not no. Close. you're
0: you you're, you're close, but it's not the full It's like a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's still not the correct answer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll give you give you one more guess. One more guess. <sighs>
1: tale land.
0: Okay, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. Sorry, sorry, Greg. The, it's Snow White and the Huntsman.
1: That's what I was thinking.
0: All right, mm-hmm. uh, right now, so uh, Greg is up four to two. Laura, wow, you're down in this one. Laura, you feeling a little nervous?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, totally nervous. You got the aviators
0: yeah. on. I can't read your eyes. I don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah, I no, know. You got I'm your poke, little... poker
0: face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Next time is worth, next time is worth, okay? All right, okay. first word, fingers fingers no fingers okay uh, next word feathers feathers next word fire fire uh next word odds oh. I'll be there, Laura Laura chimed in Laura chimed in Liam Liam correct Liam Hemsworth and can you name the movie hunger games correct there you go laura good job good job wow i can't believe you didn't get it off fingers you know they put their fingers in the air when they do that symbol or something
2: oh these are very like i don't know (laughs) i honestly started thinking about what movie does someone get their fingers chopped off that's the first thought in
0: my head i'm glad you don't have that dirty of a mind then that's really good that's not my first thought but okay oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I, ca- I can't give you guys super easy ones. Come on, I gotta give them a little bit hard, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. Next Hemsworth here. Next Hemsworth. Okay. Okay. All right. First word: speed. Speed. Second word: rub. Rub. <laughs> speed. Rub. Third word: nuts. What the fuck? <laughs> uh fourth word drive
1: speed nuts rub mm-hmm. drive
0: Uh huh. okay
1: nothing you guys don't got it yet nothing no uh-huh. <laughs> uh okay
0: uh f- i have to make up more words now because that's all i had i thought you guys would have got it by now <laughs> okay uh next uh next one um tires um um uh allen wrench uh gasoline (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um what else uh driving in circles um oh my god you guys are the worst (laughs) driving metaphors uh nascar (laughs) NASCAR. Uh, oh my god you guys clearly have never seen whatever movie this is have you seen it <laughs> no but i know the movie this is directed by ron howard it is mm-hmm. are you guys just both forfeiting or, or at least do one of you want to buzz in and try to guess the, the hemsworth do you wait do you lose a point no you don't lose a point oh mm-hmm. okay laura, laura 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 buzzed in laura wait.
2: i'm guessing it's chris hemsworth
0: correct chris hemsworth chris hemsworth okay and do you want to try to guess the movie what what movie did he drive fast and he rubbed things and there was nuts involved
2: you rubbed things? Yeah. What
0: the fuck? Anybody, that, like you, any, anybody that's seen the movie Days of Thunder knows what I'm talking about. Uh, can I try to steal? You can steal if Laura can't get it. Mm-hmm. You just want to take a guess of like a, a racing term?
2: Um, A racing term. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's this one that I've never seen that I think he's in. Mm-hmm like Rush or something? Correct,
0: Rush. Got it, wow.
2: Oh my God. That was the biggest Hail Mary I've ever fucking wow. thrown out there. Mm-hmm. So he like rubs the car and yeah. gives it a Yeah. When job the, when the cars
0: like bump into each other that's called a rub, Laura. I don't, I know your mind went dirty like always.
2: My you like always you just told me my mind is not dirty.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I'm I'm, rub, I'm rubbing off on you then. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah,
2: you are. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right <laughs> now right now the score is we got Laura has 6 and Greg has 4. So you're down by 2 right now, Greg. I got uh, I got 3 more, okay? Three more to go. Okay. All right. Next, Hemsworth. Next, Hemsworth. Okay? Okay. Okay. First word, gold. Gold. Next word, bloom. Bloom. Mm -hmm. You got gold, bloom. You got third word, invasion. God. Oh, my God. I got this. I got
1: it. Oh, my God. But
0: Which which one was it? Do you want to do the movie first then if you know the movie?
1: Oh, I do. And that was a brilliant set of clues jeff goldblum mm-hmm. because go. mm-hmm. the movie is independence day there you go independence right? day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and wasn't it chris hemsworth in
0: that wrong that was liam hemsworth liam oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. sorry greg sorry okay all right so we got it's coming closer now we got three we got six to five six to five right now two more to go okay Good so time. next one okay uh so these ones are definitely a little bit harder uh, oh
2: great <laughs> Because we've been doing really good thus far.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. All right. Next, Hemsworth. Okay. All right. uh, First word is fleet. Fleet. A fleet. Next word is enter. 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 No? Okay. Third word is prize. Prize. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Fourth word is captain. This is a pretty obscure one, but mm-hmm. okay, nothing yet. So if you if you put the second and third word together, you might get a clue there.
1: Oh! Oh! Got it! Chris
0: Hemsworth, Star Trek, baby. Correct. Correct. Chris Hemsworth, Star Trek. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. That's two all points, right.
0: right? Yeah, Greg pulled pulled ahead there, seven to six now. Dang, this then yeah, it's coming down to the very last uh, question here. So this is the last question. Greg's up seven to six right now. Uh Laura, are you ready? Laura, are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but yeah. <laughs> Laura sounds so defeated right now.
2: I yeah, uh, I know. I'm like, damn, how do I not know the that's better than Greg?
1: Aren't you up on on games? I think you're up, so you have nothing yeah. to feel bad about. She's up by one. Mm-hmm.
2: You definitely know your Hemsworth
0: bros. I told dude. you he was, he was super excited.
2: Mm-hmm. You should feel proud about that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. We're ready for the, the final Hemsworth here. Okay. Final Hemsworth. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. First word is butt. Okay. Butt. Okay. Uh, second word is boobs. What the fuck? Boobs. <laughs> Third word is wieners. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> for, for, <laughs> Definitely a wrong game. Fourth, uh, fourth word: robots. Oh. Ahoy there, matey! Okay, Laura's chiming in. Okay, Laura, you got boobs, butts, wieners, robots. What do you think?
2: Is it Luke?
0: Correct, Luke Hemsworth. Correct. <gasps> oh,
2: okay. Okay. What
0: okay. <laughs> so we got? And
2: that would be. <laughs>
0: all right we got such a dummy we got high game right now seven to seven if laura can name this this show uh then laura gets the win here laura i've never been so embarrassed in my life it's
2: it's westworld correct (laughs) Correct.
0: (laughs) laura gets the win laura gets the win she she knew it at wieners she knew it at wieners
2: no i knew it at robots don't (laughs) fucking change it don't change it
0: I'm gonna cut out. I said robots at all. I just put Mom in you knew it at wieners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: Okay, but when I hear butts, boobs, and wieners, I don't think a Westworld.
0: You don't? Come they're on. they're like naked in well, more than should. more of that movie than Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so congr- that was a
2: very neck and neck I'm game. So upset,
0: though I can't believe that Greg wishes he was in a time loop right now so he can go back and get the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So congratulations, Laura. Nice win. Thank I th- you. I think, you're, I think you're up by two now overall on games now.
2: All right.
0: Better yeah. crack open my backup beer. There you yeah. go. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So if anybody wants to email in, let me know any uh, Hemsworth movies that I left off the list. Uh, you can hit us up, Pod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at Pod. Uh, all right, so now it's time to board the boat. Let's get on the boat and let's get to our movie this week. Um, so we definitely we've we've been talking a little bit before we recorded here of, of how to even do this movie a bit, you know. Uh, so we're we're gonna say multiple times spoilers through a lot of this. So definitely, if you have not seen this movie, Triangle 2009 movie, I would definitely say watch it if you're listening to us this far because there are so many twists and turns and reveals that I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. If you thought The Invitation had, like, a huge reveal at the end, this movie, like, takes that and throws it off a cliff. It's yeah. crazy, you know? Um, so let's get into the movie now a bit. So, like so the movie's Triangle, 2009. Uh, this was written, directed by Christopher Smith. Uh, budget was $12 million. The box office is only $1.4 million, but, like we said, oh. this just... just It had no U.S. release. It was pretty much like British, you know, Australian, almost independent uh, type of movie. So it really didn't have it. I mean, mean, hopefully from our podcast alone, it can get another million dollars. Maybe people will go watch it. (laughs) I don't know. Because I think it definitely deserves um, way more money than that. Um, So Laura, do you want to do some interesting facts?
2: One thing I found really interesting was that Smith was inspired by both Dead of Night and Memento memento is to this day like one of the craziest most fucked up like psychological thrillers i've ever seen um and the reason why i really got into that genre which also kind of got me into horror more or less so i thought that was really cool and then um I love how I read that he, he references The Shining multiple times. Like he purposely gives you these Easter eggs ah, to The Shining. Mm-hmm. So we see the room number 237, which they go in and out of a few times. There's a ballroom. There's words written on mirrors. There's an axe. Even like the wallpaper in one of the rooms is very, it, you know, it looks a lot like from The Shining. So yeah, really cool.
0: Yeah, and if anybody if anybody wants to go and listen to our Shining episode we did, which was, as long as the movie itself, two hours and 26 minutes, it's episode 12. Uh, Laura was just talking before we actually recorded that some of her friends just went on a road trip. And what was it, Laura? They wanted to listen to something very long?
2: Yeah, they. it's one of my good friends, and she hasn't been able to listen to as many as she wanted. And so um, her and her husband went on a road trip, and they decided she loves The Shining. And so they decided to listen to that episode because they're like, this is great. It'll get us two and a half hours through our drive. And they loved it.
0: Yeah. So like I said, if anybody wants to go, you know, go back and listen to that one. It, it's it's one of my favorite episodes. It's it's a really great episode. We have a lot of good conversation in that one. Uh, so it's really fun. So it's really cool. When we watch this movie, all the shout outs to The Shining that are in it. So it was a really cool callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The cast of this movie, I, I recognize some of these people, but I don't. I don't really know. I mean, of course, Liam Hemsworth, of course, you know, that was the one I was definitely like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's Liam. He looks so young, man. He was like a baby in this movie. He was he a like, baby. He looked like he was like yeah. 19 or 20 years old, man. Probably
2: was. Yeah.
0: Because do you guys know any of these other actors from anything else?
2: The main girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's been in a handful of things. She's mm-hmm. actually been in other horror movies. She was, um, she played Ryan oh, Reynolds. In wife. Bill. Yeah. And oh. Amityville. Hmm. She was in like another vampire or werewolf movie too. It was very like B movie mm-hmm. that I saw.
0: Yeah, yeah, Cause that's what Melissa George, right? That's mm-hmm. her name, Melissa George. Yeah, you got Melissa George, you got Michael Dorman, uh, then the other people I really have not seen in a lot of things other than Liam. But uh, yeah, but but I think uh, it was a good, it was a good cast, you know, for for being, you know, probably unknown at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was pretty well acted in this movie, so you know, really good job to everybody in this movie. Uh, Laura, do you want to do a synopsis? Yeah. Have fun.
2: fun. (laughs) Yeah, wait, I just got excited and I realized I don't want to do a synopsis (laughs) this time. Uh, So we have our main character, Jess, and she, as the movie begins, she decides to go on a a yachting trip with one of her friends and some of his friends. Um, And the plan was, is that she was going to go sailing for the day and then plan to pick up her son from school when she got back. Uh, they hit an area with a very strange electrical storm and it causes the boat to capsize, which is already like completely terrifying. I- I'm already so scared at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, or unluckily, a sh- like, very strange and somehow abandoned uh, ocean liner shows up and they jump on it. And once they're on board, people start dying. And they start dying more than once, Ooh. and Jess has mm-hmm. to figure out who and why and what's mm-hmm. at stake here.
0: Good job, Laura. You stuck the landing. Good, good, Ooh, snotches, good, yeah. You did it. I'm mm-hmm. sweating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was getting, I was getting nervous at the end there. I'd be like, when you gotta stop, you gotta stop, you gotta yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, like we said already up front spoilers heavy right now we're going to get into this movie we're going to talk about all the details with it uh we actually were having conversations before we recorded of just how to talk about this movie uh except spo- spoilers right now so if you listen any farther we're going to start talking about stuff and we might not go in any singular order because this movie does not follow an order this nope. movie is about time loops uh it's about you know connections to each other it- it's crazy um so who wants to start
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck not me <laughs> I got the synopsis. We're good.
0: (laughs) Let's, uh, like I said, let's just put it on front street because when we go through the movie, you can kind of put all the connections together is that uh, everything, this whole movie is a big time loop. Uh, It's very groundhog day. I put that in my notes as we were writing really early on, you know? Um, So, you know, we can kind of go through this movie a bit now and just kind of point out things that we liked during the loops. I mean, because I mean, all the best parts are, I mean it it's a very it is suspenseful. I wouldn't really say it's scary. I wasn't scared at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know where else to go from there, but it it is it is a hard movie to kind of talk about without going linear. Um so let's just what what is even linear? Is I
2: know. this movie even? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's it's
0: true. This movie is not linear to begin with. Um, Greg, why don't you why don't you start a bit? Greg, kind of start a bit. You could start in the beginning somewhat and kind of point out some things you liked and uh, kind of jump off
1: from there. The cool thing is about this movie um, are the various parts that are really creepy that um, a lot of other movies don't do. The first thing is just having a, a what I call a ghost ship. Mm. So they're, you know, their boat, like Laura said, they are capsized. They had this freak storm, um, just kind of happen out of nowhere, and it turned over their boat. Now they're in the middle of nowhere, and they can't get radio communication with shore. So out of nowhere, this cruise ship, and kind of to me, it looked like the Queen Mary or some old old ship from the 1920s or 30s. Um, and it comes by, and they think they see somebody on the deck, but then that person kind of goes away. And they like, you know, they wave down the ship and it slows down enough for them to get on. And the ship is empty. They go through these corridors. These corridors. It's kind of like, to me, it reminded me of The Shining. You know, and Laura, you mentioned he, he got some inspiration from the movie. Um, and, it, and it seemed like that. And that's something I really loved, how you have this big open area. It's lavished. It's meant for large numbers of people to have a good time. And there's nobody there. And that was so freaky to me. This ship, ghost ships in general, especially ones that are not necessarily um, old and and broken down and rusty, but new ones are even actually more creepy because you feel like something should be there and it's not there. I just feel so out of place to you. Everything looked old. They got on it they were looking around and they couldn't find a single person. So really, that was the first time in the movie where I was really creeped out, um, from you know the first time that they boarded the ship and nobody welcomed them on board. Actually there was that there was a scene where, well, God, I don't even know if we're, if we're getting <laughs> into it now, but <laughs> They, they start to experience things, you know, Jess, who's the main, she's a single mom, you know, she's a, a, a waitress, and she met the captain of the ship, Greg, at her restaurant, and he invited her to go sailing for a day. Cool. Nice. You know, you're a, a hardworking mother of a, you know, single mother of a child, and he has special needs. I think he was um, kind of, he was autistic, autistic right? Autistic, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she, you see her dealing with kind of his behavioral mood swings, and, you know, um, and it's, it's, you could tell that it's very Difficult in the beginning, of the movie. She's having a hard time. He wants things to be a particular way, and then when it's not, he kind of throws a fit. And you can tell she's struggling; she's stressed out. So, okay, why not take a take a trip on this boat with this guy and some of his and some of his friends? Um, so then they they have a good time until their boat tips over, and now they're on this cruise ship that picked them up. And it's just it's so weird and the on it. In fact, there's a scene where jess you know and greg they get into a room and they see on the mirror written in blood it says go to theater and you see this scene a few times in the movie and she's freaked out why would somebody write that in blood and he he's like the staff on the ship are just messing with us they're pranking us and i remember thinking are you kidding me (laughs) you think that they're they're trying to prank you like I, and I just thought that, that was a little bit silly to me because dumb. his rationale was like, yeah. I thought that, okay, you're going to get on a, a ship where there's nobody welcoming you at the side. This is either like the most elaborate prank that was ever developed and conceived and executed. Or, and these guys, these, the staff of this cruise ship, they were waiting their entire lives to find a boat that was capsized and to bring them on board and mess with them when they got on board. Or it's a ghost ship. Clearly, and then it's ghost ship. Um, So that was just the weirdest part. You know, you spend maybe a third of the movie uh, just watching them get onto this boat and there being nobody on it. And that being the creepiest thing. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, speaking of like, definitely the boat itself, like you, you mentioned the Queen Mary. Oh, that hundred percent. I've been on the Queen Mary multiple times and it looks exactly like these hallways, like the wood paneling, like the wood, the uh, like, like gold railings, everything looked exactly like the Queen Mary, you know, which is definitely from that time, um, which is just really puts you into that boat and just to the feeling of how old it was. You know, which I thought was a really good uh, part of the movie, just kind of like the set design and making it look like that. I thought that was really cool. You know, it definitely was creepy and eerie. Um, What about you, Laura? What do you kind of think about some of the beginning of this movie a bit?
2: You know, the problem is, is that I, and this is really interesting to me how we all kind of say sometimes how we took notes differently than we normally do. My notes were, I was just so into the movie that I wasn't taking a lot of notes. If I did take notes, it was when there was a reveal and I kind of got what I felt was a clear answer to a question that might've been in my head. And so for me, I don't even like know where to start to talk about this movie because I think overall it's just how it made me feel Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, my own reactions to it. Um, S- and there's just no one scene that I feel compelled to talk about, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even in the beginning, I think I was just so, um, I was already so into it. I have to cut yeah. cut in here and just be like, Greg, you've really redeemed yourself with this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, you, we keep making fun of you that you've had some pretty poor picks up until now. And I got to say, I really liked this movie. It like blew my mind. My husband and I talked about it for like an hour after it was over, just like making sure we understood what it was trying to convey. Um, I've seen a few different like time loop movies. And I think this one's the best one I've seen um, compared to some other ones. And yeah, I guess the only thing, the only like two things I wanted to touch upon were just that I really really, I, I, even though I don't know a whole lot about it, I really enjoy it when movies bring in Greek mythology, which I know we'll talk about later. So that was really exciting. Um, I always just find that so fascinating. And then also, I love how this movie, I, you know, you get pretty looped in, pun intended, looped in early on. Like once she's on the boat, right, you kind of start to see what's happening. So you know it's her, she's the hooded figure. She's doing the killing, you know why, pretty quickly. Yet somehow she's running from other versions of her friends so that they don't see her, right? You're kind of always with one her, like the the middle her. It's not the first one, it's not the last one. It's like this middle Jess, right? Mm -hmm. And she keeps running, running from like other versions of her friends and running from herself. And I don't think I've ever been so anxious at a movie that A, I didn't feel was that scary. And B, I'm like, why am I so anxious? I didn't want her to run into her friends. I didn't want her to run into herself. And it just, that alone blew my mind that that gave me so much anxiety where I was like, I was like pent up watching this movie. Like I have a new kitten. We've talked about this. She was like jumping around on me. And I was like, oh my God, I need to lock you out of the bedroom right now. Like I need to focus. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. so crazy. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was so cool how it was looped and how at one time, I think at one point I figured out there had to have been 3 of her on a boat There's at one three, time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Pretty much the way this movie works is the first third of this movie sets up the parameters of the loop. It ta- it shows you exactly this is this is who's going to die. This is how they're pretty much going to die. Then the second uh, you know, second part of this movie reveals how and why this is kind of happening. And then of course the end of this movie reveals the ultimate, like ultimate reveal of like why everything is going on. So that's kind of the way this movie works a bit. Um, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, like my favorite parts of this movie are anything that has to do with the loop. Like I said, the one that I loved so much was the radio transmission.
2: Yes. In,
0: in the, so in the very beginning of the movie, when the boat, when the boat starts to encounter the, the electrical storm, uh, Greg gets a radio transmission for somebody calling for help. All you hear is a voice say, help, help. I don't know if there's any more where, like, working, being killed or anything like that, but then it cuts out. You hear a little bit of a Coast Guard come in and then you don't hear anything again. And so that happens at the beginning of the movie. So in the second part of this movie, you see one of the girls, uh, what is her name? Um, Sally. Sally. Uh, on the transistor making the original call. So she's the one calling their own ship in the beginning of the movie, which I thought was just, it's like a five second scene. And I, I know ultimately it doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Sally dies a hundred times and there's yeah. a pile of her
2: um, <laughs> piles <but> of her
0: <laughs> piles of her, which is another great reveal. But yeah. that one transmission scene was such a great like callback and such like a cool little thing that I was like, that's fucking brilliant. You know, actually I mean, you, just, no, go, no, go for it. Laura. I was just
2: about to say something that was kind of similar to that, that I thought was also an awesome scene. I thought that was great was when she finds all the crumpled notes of herself. And at first you're like, Oh, all these notes say, kill them all. If you want to go home, kill them all. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, Oh, you know, at this point, you know, there've been more than her. You're like, are they writing it to her to tell her that that's what she's supposed to do? But then sure enough, she takes like the back of one of the papers and she writes it out herself just to prove that it's her handwriting. Mm -hmm. okay so that was the intent actually but now she's just added to the pile of a million notes that say kill them all which another her is gonna find in like what Mm -hmm. 20 30 minutes and i don't it's just yeah it's little scenes like that and they did it quite a few times and i just felt like it was very powerful towards the story and just like yeah, a lot of those times I had to kind of just pause and make sure that my head was wrapped around the concept before I could keep going. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just found it so... I mean, this is a really intelligent movie. Very intelligent.
0: Yeah. I mean, like we said, definitely shout-outs to... uh, Shout-out to Christopher Smith, the writer-director of this movie. You know, it's one thing to be the director of this type of material and, and ex- execute, but to be the writer of this mm-hmm. and connect all these loops... Fucking good job, man. Good job. It's fucking awesome. Like Laura talked about, might
1: be one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. They also did a good job with selecting just the right content to duplicate. Mm-hmm. It could have been like, oh, I saw this chair here before, or I saw this door open here before. But they chose they specifically chose things that you could not replicate, like her handwriting. That's very unique to her. The way that her you know, she leaned over and her locket fell through a grate. And then she tried to get it and she realized there were like a 100 different lockets at the bottom of that grate. Things that could not be duplicated. So when you see them exist and exist seemingly multiple times or possibly endless times before she had gotten there, that makes it so much more eerie than if it was just something simple that you know you could rationalize.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i mean speaking about uh the scene laura talked about with her writing you know kill them all kill them all kill them all that to me was definitely i thought was a shout out originally to the shining you know um yeah that's what i thought before they revealed that why she's doing it because i because like i said the first third of this movie you're trying to figure out why like why is why is she keep killing these people like why you don't know yet You know, and so that was my first thought is like, she's just she's gone insane. She's been there so long. She's done this so many times like Groundhog Day where you just don't give a shit anymore. So that's what I thought. And I thought that was kind of a little shout out to The Shining, which we talked about in the beginning. There's so many little things. I mean, the biggest one, of course, is being the room number 237, uh, which is the room they go in that Greg talked about. That There's the blood on on the on the mirror. Mm
1: -hmm. Her address is 237,
0: too. Oh, really? Her address, too?
2: Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh.
0: Wow, I, I feel like ever since ever since Greg got shamed into not knowing that shining room number, he like will see it everywhere now. So anywhere he sees it, he'll be able to spot it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on
1: license plates, it's everywhere now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much story wise now. Uh, pretty much, there's kind of two stories that kind of happen with the with the loop itself. There's, there's one where Jess uh, pretty much goes and fights herself with the hood on and she pushes her hooded self off the ship. That's kind of the, one of the loops that happens. The other loop is more about her stopping herself from even becoming that other Jess yeah. when she has the shotgun herself. If, before she's kind of giving in to putting the hood on herself and putting the jacket on and realizing why she has to do this and what she has to do
2: yeah i thought they did a a really good job of like she was told by the hooded figure kill them all you know she's obviously had trauma in her life so we we're already asking the question like how stable is this character right Um, she sees the handwriting from herself the messages like kill them but you can actually it's such a great scene there's a scene where she figures it out oh it's once everyone dies that the loop restarts. I could make changes this time. And so it's like, she has all these signs and, you know, she could have easily been like, oh, I'm being told to kill them all, I'll just kill them all. But it really comes within herself when she figures it out each and every time, like, oh no, it's once they all die, the loop restarts. That's great. I have another opportunity to do something different. So I, yeah, I don't know. She, she did such a good job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, ultimately, once she comes to terms with the fact that the only way off this boat in her mind at that point, is she has to kill everybody. And what she plans to do and what all the loops plan to do is once the new boat comes, she's gonna jump off and get on that boat and get away. So that's ultimately what she eventually comes to terms with is that's the only way to get out of here. That's the only way to survive. Um I mean, like we already talked about one of the other big reveals is is at one point, one of the ladies like can talk about Sally is she gets stabbed by, I think, the first Jess or something like that, I think. And she gets away and she ends up like crawling to a top area that's outboard. And the second Jess is trying to be like, it's not me and trying to console her, trying to save her, of course. And she ends up crawling to a place that has at least 50 other Sally's laying there dead. You know, seagulls are all over them. There's seagulls everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's even cool, too, if you notice, at one point, Jess, like, takes her sweater off and puts it around Sally. And if you notice, all the other Sallys have sweaters on them. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, exactly Ah. the same things are happening. And and that was another big reveal scene where you're like, because you don't, like you said, there's not a lot of blood and gore. There is some, but there's not a lot. But that scene was like, holy shit. Like, look at all these dead bodies. And those are the ones that really make you realize how many times this has been happening, you know? I mean, like the the notes was a one where there's so many notes on the ground. When you see all the sallies, when you see all the necklaces, those are the ones that are really hitting you, making you understand like this has been, there's been hundreds of times this has happened. Yeah. You know? So that's just crazy. Um, yeah. And then, so what happens when we get to the end of this movie a bit now is, like I said, she's trying to get off the boat. She's trying to kill everybody so she can get on the third boat. She ends up getting, what? fought by the third Jess that shows up fighting by herself. She becomes the woman in the hood. She does exactly the same thing as the, as the first Jess she fought pretty much saying, you need to kill them all. She falls off the boat. She falls into the water. And then you kind of, she wakes up and she's on a shore. She's on a shore, you know, I thought she was dead at first because she looked very dead. (laughs) Um, And then you kind of get to the final, the final reveal, the final loop reveal, which is the craziest. If you're if you don't if you think any of this is crazy up to this point, this last maybe 15 minutes of this movie's reveal is fucking insane. Um, So one of you guys want to take the end here, Laura, do you want to take the end?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um yeah, for me, when she gets on the beach, it's like, okay, this is different, right? As the and for her and as the audience, you're like, this is different. Okay, we're making progress. And she somehow gets from that to the road, which okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask how that happened. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, and she ends up going back to her home. And then it it's replaying scenes that were happening in the beginning of the film. So Uh, you kind of see the same sprinklers going off at the same time and the neighbor watering the, or mowing the lawn. Um, and then when she gets to her house and looks inside, she realizes that she's actually looking in on her son and herself. It's herself from what she thinks is from that morning. You know, she's in different clothes. She's cleaning up the same messes, having the same conversations. Um, yeah, uh. It just gets very messy here. <laughs> Basically, and this is kind of going into how I interpret it, I guess.
0: Yeah, we're, we're there, we're Laura. There. You can talk, okay, I'm you like, talk all you want, Okay. You're allowed to say whatever you want now. In the
2: very <laughs> beginning of the movie, it just looks like she, yes, you know, she has a son with special needs. He's autistic. And so it is harder for her. She's a single mom. But it, they kind of show it in a very flowery way, right? Like, okay, he makes a mess, she cleans it up and it's fine. He's doing an art project. Oh, you know, he has a bad dream and she's comforting him. Oh, when I have a bad dream, I just do this. Now we're getting the story without the holes in it. And what that means is that she was so stressed out that she's screaming at her son, yelling at her son. Um, At one point, I believe she slaps him.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so
2: current Jess, the one who's now seeing this, now knows something that we as the audience don't quite know yet. She's like, oh my God, that version of myself is a terrible mother, at least in this moment or on this day. And she needs to be stopped. That is going to be what you know gets me out of this. That's, that's going to be what saves myself and my son. So you see her grab a hammer, um, go inside and kill herself. And her son, of course, sees this and is so freaked out. Um, And so current Jess, you know, she embraces him and says, oh, you were dreaming, you were dreaming, don't worry. Um, And so she puts her own body in a bag, which you do see her zipping up a bag in the very beginning of the movie. And her and her son get in a car and they're driving. Um, A seagull hits the window and then she ends up turning around to, I think comfort her son mm-hmm. um, and gets into a horrendous accident, driving head on into a truck. And then all of a sudden you see old Jess lying on the ground, the sun lying on the ground and the Jess you've been following. It's now in this dark, hazy scene and it's there that you realize that, you know, she's still in this loop and what likely happened, at least how I took it, is that she killed her son that morning and was shocked. And, um, and I think that she probably also possibly died that morning, but that is still something I feel like I want to debate mm-hmm. with you guys is when she actually died. Um, and so she decides, I'm just going to get on this yacht, right? Like, I, she's just in sh- complete shock, And, um, so going back to the big reveal scene, a taxi driver pulls up and you're already like, who is this guy? This doesn't seem right. Like this whole scene is like, it seems like a dream, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, he's like, there's no saving your son. So he's telling her right now, that little boy, there's nothing we can do for him. She gets in the taxi. He's like, do you want to make a stop? Yes. I'd like to go to the Harbor. She says, he takes her to the Harbor he says, "I'm going to keep the meter running." Um, you promise you're going to come back, and she says, "Yes, I promise." And this is ringing a bell if you paid attention to something at one point in the mm-hmm. movie. And then, sure enough, she walks over, sees that the loop is restarting, and it, you know, without the knowledge that we have, we now understand there's nothing she can do that's going to change this outcome. Her son is right. dead. She is dead. The taxi driver, I think, is is like death. And like, Mm. let's, let's go, you know, don't break your promise to me. Let's just, let's get going. There's nothing that could happen, but she keeps thinking I'm going to change it, which I get as parents, right? We talk about this with Pet Cemetery. You would do what you had to do to try to bring your kid back. So she gets on that boat and then the whole thing starts again. And Mm. I don't want to take the thunder from Greg or Graves, because I think he's (laughs) probably going to get into the Greek mythology portion of this, but that's That's obviously how I took the ending of the movie and why this loop is happening minus the whole Greek mythology portion of mm. it. Um, the only thing that i that I had to assume, and maybe I'm wrong is clearly when she gets on the boat to start the loop, she is aware of what's happening she's in shock, but more or less aware it seems to be when she naps it's like and I've seen that in mm. so many horror movies before, actually. It's almost like that's when you reset. That's when she kind of loses it, forgets it. And that's why that just from the nap on the boat up until getting on the ship is like, I'm having deja vu. I've been here before. So that was kind of the part. And I feel like all of this honestly is up for interpretation. So, yeah, want to know what you guys thought, if you agree, disagree.
0: Yeah, I mean the the like you talked about the napping part and her like not knowing and having like the deja vu that was my only thing where i was like uh is that a loophole like and no pun intended there yeah but you know, because isn't the very beginning of this movie, yes, she doesn't seem like she's been here before. So right. that's one my only thing was like, how would you forget that? You know, when did that? When did you forget? I get the whole thing with like, yeah, you're in shock, you know, and you can, you know, mess up with what you're thinking. But I was like, how do you forget everything? So if there's something enough to do with that nap, you know, and maybe her brain does reset and almost like, you know, there's a whole thing about, you know, traumatic experiences when you're younger you know, or if you had any type of traumatic experience, your mind can literally block you from remembering it to protect you mm-hmm. from it. So yeah. that could be it, Laura. She went to sleep and her mind blocked out the traumatic event she just witnessed. And then she wakes up like it didn't happen. Right. Her reverting back to her only real memory was, you know, uh, I am dro- I dropped my son off at school because that's yeah. all her memory would want her to remember. So that makes a lot of sense because that's my only, only, the only part in this movie where I was kind of like, uh, oh, does that really work? Right. Yeah. you know but the way we just kind of broke it down we solved it guys we solved it okay all right. <laughs> all right so let's uh let's get graves out here a bit I think graves gonna kind of break down a little bit of this mythology and the boat name and kind of help put a little bit a little bit of you know plot holes into what we're talking about here so let's get him out here a bit let's dig him up hey right. get off get off your phone graves put the
1: psychic away okay can I talk about
0: Okay. Graves is out here now. Graves is out. He put the sidekick
1: down for a bit. He stopped making memes. Um, So let let me, let me just preface this by saying, I don't know anything about Greek mythology beyond what we've been pretty much just taught in school, which is basic stuff. Right. Um, So clearly in the middle of this movie, they make some references actually several times that lead you to realize that there's a, there's a link there. So the boat's name is, I don't even know if I can pronounce it. How do you guys say it? Aeolus? Uh, Aeolus. Aeolus. So in Greek Greek mythology, Aeolus is the father of this individual, and his name is Sisyphus. Sisyphus, yeah. King Sisyphus. King Sisyphus. And um, so I just – I thought that that was very relevant throughout the movie, and after the movie was over, I looked up who this character was in mythology, and then I realized, okay, he pretty much permeates – his story, his mythology permeates the entire movie. Mm -hmm. So, in, in the Greek mythology, Sisyphus was a king, uh, and he was known to be one of the, the craftiest individuals in Greek mythology. And the biggest thing that you hear referenced in this movie is that he cheated death. And in the mythology, he actually does it twice. He outsmarts death, and, and he stays alive. And this is relevant because, you know, in the mythology, you know, you guys have seen this in so many movies that there's this custom that you, when someone dies, you put the coins over the eyes, or sometimes in the mouth of the of the of the deceased, in order to give them enough money to pay the boatman or the ferryman. And the ferryman is it's like a Harry Potter or other movies. So the ferryman rows you across the river into the the world of death. So Sisyphus was a character apparently who. You know, crossed Zeus. That's what I got from the, from what I read. He just messed with Zeus too much. You know, uh, whether he ratted him out or he just violated his hospitality rule, whatever it was, uh, he did a lot of things that Zeus didn't like. So Zeus um, decided to, you know, instead of go through the process of sending him to the boatman across the river, yada yada, he directly sent death, like the god of death, after Sisyphus to say, okay, take you to the underworld and in this in one of the you know most famous stories apparently Sisyphus outsmarts death by saying hey why am I not going to the boatman like I usually do and then death comes by with shackles and says you need to put these on so I can take you to the end of the world and then Sisyphus pulls like the the old well how do these work how do these handcuffs work why don't you show me you know like and he asks for death to demonstrate how it works so death shackles himself and then Sisyphus apparently he, Now he's got death captured. So death is captured and can no longer do what he's supposed to do, which is get people to die. So again, in this mythology, everybody around the world is getting injured and getting, you know, gruesomely, uh, uh, you know, just attacked in so many different ways, but they are unable to die. They're unable to cross over. So, you know, you have this world just full of people who are suffering, who are just begging for release. And, you know, Ares, who is the god of war in Greek mythology, decides that this is crazy. I, I'm, my purpose is to get people to fight each other and get people to die, and I can't even do that because Sisyphus has locked up death. So he frees death, okay, and uh, he sends Sisyphus, he delivers Sisyphus to death to finally, you know, to go to the underworld finally. And again, he outsmarts him. He does something, you know. With he tells his wife before he dies to put his body, you know, out in the in the square to where he's not formally. He doesn't have the coins over his eyes. He's not buried. So when Sisyphus gets to like the underworld, he basically goes, "Hey guys, look, you sh- I don't. I don't belong here." He's trying to argue that I don't. I need. I have unfinished business. Um, you can't send me here. This is not the right process. I need to at least be on the shores. I need to go back to the world, the living world. And when I go back, I can right the wrongs. And after a few days, I'll come back. So. Apparently, the, the goddess of the underworld goes, okay, he's, she's convinced by that, and sends him back to the world of the living to finish his unfinished business and come back. But he has no intention of actually coming back. So he lives out the rest of his life, you know, uh, and he dies of old age. So he cheats death twice. So what happens when he actually dies is Zeus sends him to this eternal punishment where he has to push a boulder up a hill. And he's enchanted the boulder to where when he gets it toward the top of the hill, it kind of falls away from him and it rolls back down. And Sisyphus has to walk to the bottom of the hill and push the boulder back up. So he's essentially damned to this eternal repeating loop of pushing the boulder up and it rolling down and him doing it over and over and over again. Um, So to me, this movie in a roundabout way is, is, is about that story Mm -hmm. and about just, of the absurdity of human life in in general when you think about it to in a certain level. Um, And so by seeing uh, Jess repeat these scenes over and over again, and she's forced to live these horrific moments over and over again, she is basically Sisyphus, pushing this boulder up the hill only to see it roll down to the bottom and do it over and over again. So to me, uh, it it seemed really clear that he was calling back the myth of Sisyphus and um, You know, that's what this movie was about and like our decisions in life that lead to that. And like, I think I totally agree with you, Laura, when the cab driver pulls up, he really seems kind of unaffected by the scene. He's kind of emotionless. And that I think that he was trying to say that this was like death arriving to her and trying to say, all right, well, this is what you've done, you know, for whatever reason, you're maybe a bad mother or you're negligent. Um, You need to move on. And I I think that the loop started probably I here I think for some reason she was the result of you know her her son dying, and she couldn't accept that. So you know she gets into the car and she goes back to the shore, right? And then he goes, okay, are you going to pay your fare for the taxi? And she goes, I'll be right back. So she is basically like Sisyphus she tells the ferryman who is the cab driver essentially that oh i'll be right back i intend to go into the underworld and move on but she literally has no intention she's trying to right the wrongs um because she just feels so guilty and of course i don't know we might all do the same thing but yeah yeah i just thought that this movie was just chock full of meaning and i loved how it introduced this greek mythology to it um yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much it. I just, it, it blew my mind. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, from, from my perspective, I'm, I'm on point with both you guys. Like you talk about, I mean, clearly the, clearly the taxi guy is like, not just like a normal guy. You know, I mean, I mean, in my notes, I I literally just put like some things up with the sexy guy. Like he's just not he's not just like a random taxi driver that showed up. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't until like the end of the movie when I start really like thinking back to it, thinking back to the things they talk about. You know, like Greg said in his story about the Greek mythology, they kind of tell that tell uh, with the boulder at part of the movie. You know, I think they're talking about the name, why they do it and this and that. So thinking back Mm -hmm. on that, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. So, yeah, like you said, Laura, he's definitely death. He's definitely the ferryman. I, I agree with Greg that I think that that is when she died, was in the car accident. Mm-hmm. She died in that moment. Um, and then, you know, make her making the decision to keep going and, you know, with the ferryman every single time and and saying, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. That just can, t- can, you know, keeps her in that loop of of, you know, and it won't be the way I took the way I saw it was like, she's not going to get out of the loop until she comes to terms with what happened for real. And she tells the ferryman man, like, like, no, like I'm, I'm ready to move on. You know? And that's, that's pretty much what I think the ending really is about Mm -hmm. until she has acceptance of her, you know, her that pretty much she killed her own child and herself. I don't think she really cares that much about herself dying. I think it's more about, right. of course, her son and just what a bad, you know, mother she was to him. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, then she can finally be taken. You know, the ferryman could take her to wherever she's supposed to go in an afterlife. So yeah. that, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly about that ending. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like this movie is it's very this movie is very underrated. Oh, and I think definitely. that mm-hmm. uh any bad reviews it's probably people who like don't understand it or um yeah i you know i don't know i just feel like i love that this movie gives you just enough to figure it out but it is still up to your interpretation you know that's we've talked about this a lot like i remember greg you said treat us like adults like let us figure it out but at the same time you know give us give us what we want too. like we, you know, you need to give us some details, but it's, it's a very fine balance. And for a movie to be this intelligent and to find that balance of the information it's given us um, and what we need to figure out on our own. I just think it's really impressive. Mm -hmm. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking about, like you said, Laura, like the, the reviews of this movie, um, rotten tomatoes has pretty, pretty drastic here. Uh, Critic, the critic score is 80%, which I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. The audience score is 66%, Yeah, which it's, you know, I mean, that's definitely fresh, but I mean, you know, I think there's one negative rec- uh, review that Laura put on here that pretty much just says what she talks about that, you know, that the movie is good, but it leaves you scratching your head at the end. And that's why somebody didn't like it is because what they had to think a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this movie is so deep and there's so much going on that if you don't get it then I, I guess that's a reason not to like a movie but yeah. for me the the questions I'm a- I'm asking myself the answers I want to me that makes the movie better mm-hmm. you know it's not like and it doesn't it gives you it gives you the answers at the end it, it is somewhat ambiguous and you really have to kind of delve into what they were talking about in this movie and then you're super satisfied with what it's telling you. If you don't yeah. want to put the time in and you want to just watch a movie and throw it aside and be like, I like it, I didn't like it, then maybe you're going to maybe have a little negative opinion about yeah. it. You've got to at least give it 15 minutes and talk to somebody else about it. Yes. Don't try to rationalize it in your head because it's hard to do by yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you guys want to get into Greg's little uh, topic he wanted to do, which is like three things you guys learned from this movie? <laughs> I'm down. I came up put the couple. You got a couple? Okay. You you go first, Greg. You go first. Oh wait, oh wait, you're 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 still Graves. What are you doing, Graves? We gotta get you out of here. All right, Graves. Let's we'll see we'll see you later. Thanks for the mythology. All right, you can get back love on your sidekick. Get back on your that. sidekick. <laughs> okay, so Greg is back. Greg is back. Uh so what what three things did you learn from this movie, Greg?
1: All right. I'm sorry guys, I'm gonna be Captain Obvious about this. That's don't fine. sail out into the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> that hole I know that it's probably been debunked ten ways from Sunday. You know, there's really nothing mysterious about it. Just honestly, unless you have like a motor or a big ship, don't go out in the middle of the ocean. Any Bermuda Triangle around Bermuda, anything with the name Triangle in it, just, just avoid uh in the ocean. Don't get on abandoned boats. Yeah. Pretty much, mm-hmm. if you aren't welcomed by an ecstatic welcome party that wants to be on, you know, the 5 o'clock news because they just saved people who are stranded in the middle of the ocean and you walk around and there's nothing going on, just leave the boat. Um, that's it. And then the last thing I had was watch out for pokey objects. Uh, apparently on old <laughs> boats there are little, little sharp objects sticking out of walls, so if someone pushes you into one, um, you know, at, at head height, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good chance he may not make it so yeah
0: mm-hmm, that's true what about what about you laura do you have a couple things you want to throw out that you learned
2: mine are always i guess i'm not really taking this that seriously because mine are always ridiculous so
0: i didn't write anything down so i just come up with them off the top of my head so. all right
2: well this one's pretty obvious don't kill your kid
0: just don't oh, kill your kid. oh my goodness wow. Right. Hmm. that's that's that seems more obvious than don't go in the bermuda triangle
2: <laughs> <laughs> um how about this
0: what if you take what if you what if you take your kid to the Bermuda Triangle to kill him? That's like super obvious, That's right? like double death, dude. Yeah, don't do dude. that. Yeah, don't, really do that. don't do that. Yeah, you'll get stuck uh, in a loop.
2: How about this is just silly, but how about you just don't get on a yacht with Greg, with anyone named Greg? Oh, okay. there you go.
0: Yes. I second <laughs> that. That was that was one of mine too. Yeah. Don't get on any type of aquatic uh maneuvering things with anybody named Greg. Yeah. Yeah, no Greg's.
2: Oh, this is a good one. How about? just don't break promises especially okay. if it's with a taxi driver from hell
1: <laughs> wow, there you go. That's yeah true. he's got a lot of clout so yeah don't don't renege on anything <laughs> you promised him.
0: that's true that's true yeah that's true um i guess i would say uh my first one would be definitely uh hide the hammers don't leave <laughs> hammers out in the open lock away your hammers um yeah and then i think uh I think the last one would be I don't know just uh, watch out for seagulls watch out for seagulls don't fuck with seagulls man yeah don't (laughs) fuck up don't don't fuck with those seagulls you know you never know what they're gonna lead you into shit yeah so let's uh let's get to our ratings here speaking of seagulls let's get to our ratings here uh one to five how many seagulls are you giving this movie
2: Mm. (laughs) nice
0: I should have said like one to a hundred because there was like a hundred seagulls on that little tier. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another good reveal where they show you just how many times she's been doing this. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you think, uh, Laura? I'll let you start, Laura. How many seagulls? One to five. I
2: well, this is gross when it comes to seagulls and half points, but I think I'm going to give this my highest <laughs> rating thus far. I'm giving this a four point five.
0: Wow, four and a half seagulls.
2: And I I'm doing that because I think just to recap, I thought it was really smart. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was super original and creative. And, you know, I'm biased because it's something I've never seen before. And to just have that great experience from the get-go. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Wow. Is your half a seagull the head part or the butt?
2: Mm, the wings.
0: Awesome. Wow, that was not what I, I didn't <laughs> think of that, Laura. Wow, you, stu- you got me there. So just the wings. Okay. All right, nice. Okay, I like it. I like it. Very creative. I want you to put that on the docket. All right. four, and, four and a half wings okay I like it okay uh Greg, uh how many seagulls are you giving this movie and, and
1: what buddy what body parts if you do half I'm not even gonna get into that because I want to give it like a, a normal number <laughs> uh to me this is a solid four four seagulls you know honestly i want to give it two ratings i want to give it a four the first time around and i and i told you guys earlier that i started watching it again just so i could fit some of the pieces together and the second time around i would give it like a four and a half so maybe if you average those out we're like a 4.25 so you've got like maybe a seagull
2: that's a head
1: yeah that's a seagull and he's got like an additional head sticking out of his you know shoulder area there oh so yours is like yours is like a siamese seagull it has like two heads
2: a two-headed
0: yeah seagull. he's like a greek he's like a mythological oh greek, you know? good yes. good time, good time. Yes. i like it i like it yes. oh shit wow okay all right uh for me I- i'm with laura i gotta say four and a half i mean i don't want to say five because it's not like i mean come on it ain't lost boys it's you know? not come lost on boys. Now. <laughs> i can't believe that's my point of reference now i was like this would be better than lost boys but you know yeah but this movie like i said four and a half four and a half seagulls I would definitely say my part is definitely the head. It's the brain. This movie is smart. It's 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 thought. It's thoughtful. It knows what it's doing. There's no ass involved in this at all. This is a this is a great movie. Yeah. I can't believe that like none of us have heard of this. Fucking Greg just like picks this out. Because- Greg picked it.
1: <laughs> well, why do you sound so surprised there?
2: <laughs> because we talk about your list and how horrid mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. it's just out to <laughs> hurt me I feel like but this was a great one
0: this was yeah this is great yeah it's a great movie I mean talking about like rewatchability this movie is like so rewatchable oh, because hell you, yeah you want to see you want to see the things you missed you want to understand it better so I mean if any movie is more rewatchable it's this movie mm-hmm Yeah, so let's get to next week's pick now. So next week's pick is going to be my movie pick. Oh my God, I'm scared. So Laura has been talking for a while now about her lack of paranormal belief and, and her what? lack of, you know, no. not believing about certain ghosts or certain ghosts or this, oh. or certain people don't see certain ghosts. I'm not saying you don't believe in ghosts. I'm just saying you don't believe in them as much as I do. And as much as I get scared. And this is going to be a first because I'm stealing a movie off Laura's list. Ooh. I'm taking it off Laura's list. I'm doing 2007's paranormal activity. Oh.
2: <laughs> so wow. excited. Oh.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you guys barely can we movie. Steal? Uh, well, you guys, I yeah. guess you, yeah, you can have one of mine, Greg. I don't know if I have any good ones left, but I don't want any of yours, Greg. That's okay. You know? <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I look at, I look at your guys list and you guys haven't picked like a thing off your list in so long. I'm like, I might as well just take one of Laura's.
2: Damn. You know?
0: Yeah. So yeah, 2007's Paranormal wow. Activity. You know, that's what we're gonna be watching next week.
2: I love so that'll it. That'll be a
0: fun. one I, I, I really like that movie. That movie's creepy. It freaks me out. And, and you guys listening, you're gonna hear stories about shit that happened to me when I was little. So I'm gonna. I have paranormal activity. So I got some shit going on. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got some truths. Got some truth bombs. You know. Last week I got abducted by aliens. Next week you guys are gonna hear I got you know fiddled by a ghost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. How many? How many of those salty seagulls have you had, Rob? Now, I've, had,
0: I've, I've had as many as there were seagulls in that shore. There's been about a hundred, <laughs> but a hundred seagulls. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it for this week. You know, as always, you guys can uh, let us know what future episodes topics you want conjectured. Uh, you can contact us email conjecturingpod at gmail. You can hit us up Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Also subscribe. <laughs> Greg is losing his shit right now. He hasn't heard the word (laughs) fiddle in a long time. Yeah. Uh, You guys can subscribe, rate, review us, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Yeah, so that's it for this week. This has been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. (laughs) Until until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) Fucking Rob. (laughs) I stopped it.
2: of a yacht hat. I don't know.